Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today. Here, not on Main Street necessarily of Columbia, but it's kind of the Main Street. It kind of is the Main Street. I mean, I mean when you consider where Main Street actually is geographically, this is kind of the Main Street. It's pretty it's much either, it. It's either Seventh or Garden. I think. I think the budget recently put on this street would signify that it is main street it's the main one here in town <laughs> glad to have you guys with us here live from columbia tennessee what a weekend it has been for college basketball obviously with conference tournaments wrapping up selection sunday and yet we didn't have to wait for black monday no, no, we did not. <laughs> Plenty. Been, it was Black Monday all weekend. Yeah, exactly. It was. It, it was a bad day, uh, starting on Friday, I guess. I yeah, think. I think it was Friday. And so, and just continued to escalate rather quickly, as they say. It, it did, in fact. So, we will reach out to our friends across the southeast from time to time to talk a little bit about teams in their area and today we do just that as we go to the phone lines and welcome in baton rouge advocate columnist scott rabelais scott welcome in thanks for joining us yeah thank you for having me uh uh, interesting times uh, down here. <laughs> living and covering that, uh, covering the tigers that's for sure and no doubt you know we 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 have had uh an unprecedented number of coaching searches, coaching searches and coaching changes around here. LSU has changed all four coaches in four major sports, men's and women's basketball, football, and baseball in the last calendar year. Uh, Sean Payton retired. Of course, we covered the Saints very extensively. And uh, and uh, the Pelicans have had two coaches, or on, you know, on their second coach of the year. You know, Bunny Gundy left, and, and now you know, they got a new coach. So it's been pretty uh, pretty hectic. It's become the norm here. The, the, the abnormal has become the norm here, I guess. I guess the good thing is, Scott, once you get done with this one, you shouldn't have to do it again for a while. You would think. You'd like to think so. That's right. <laughs> this latest one, obviously, um, I guess depending on who you ask, maybe it's been a long time coming. Will Wade, who um, attended Franklin Road Academy up here in Nashville, um, finally, again, some people would probably say, gets relieved of his duties at LSU after um, the institution received its notice of allegations from the NCAA, and they are many. Yes, uh, LSU was eliminated in the SEC tournament on Friday by Arkansas. The team flew back Saturday, and um, pretty much uh, after that, Will was uh, with way to the uh, school president's office uh, where I'm told uh, uh, we're told where, where he was told that he was being fired uh, and, and fired for cause you know he, he, he people recalled all this bubbled up three years ago when else was in the midst of, of of winning the SEC regular season title and making a run to the sweet 16 and uh, and uh, will was suspended uh, for the postseason because he did not come to meet with uh, LSU officials to talk about these allegations, the fe- him being on the federal wiretap, you know, uh, in, in 
that whole big investigation. And eventually he was reinstated, but with the clause added to his contract that LSU could fire him for cause, if LSU even got a notice of allegations of level one or two violations, one being the most serious, of course, and uh, not even not even sanctions, but but just a notice of allegations. And obviously this was such a, a lengthy uh, list of, of allegations, mostly basketball, a couple of related to football. Uh, which are also, you know, it's also a big deal not to dis- dismiss it, but obviously we're talking about Will Wade here. And um, I think I think LSU probably would like to have let the due process play out as they probably did, uh, as, as they did throughout all of this. But I think it became very obvious that, uh, you know, there was no point to that. Uh, you know, if all these allegations don't stick, some of them probably will, and there's no point to, to doing that. And ultimately LSU has to try to, minimize the damage to not only the, the basketball program, but the athletics program overall, because the NCAA, because of the football issues as well, did also, uh, you know, you basically use the term, you know, lack of institutional control, which is what no school ever wants to hear, obviously, especially in your two biggest sports. It makes total sense. And to kind of give some backstory here, there were a number of schools and teams involved in this, including Auburn, Arizona, um, and and obviously LSU, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas was involved Kansas. in the, in this yeah. this federal investigation, which uh, basically revolves around paying players, making a quote strong ass offer end quote said Will Wade that was caught on a wiretap that was caught on a wiretap. Now there some corroborating evidence from the person on the other end of the lines that he was absolutely talking about money. So that's. This is what this all boils down to. How how much of an impact does the NIL situation have on future sanctions to these programs who were involved? I, I guess it's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question and and, uh, and a natural one. And, and I, I would say, yeah. Basically, it was a crime at the time, so you know you, you're you're going to deal with the with with the problems that it brings. I mean, let's think let's think back to, if I may use this analogy, back when you had prohibition, you know, back you know back in the day, right? And then they then they repealed prohibition. Well, just because you know uh, liquor became legal again in the United States didn't mean that you that you weren't guilty of a crime for producing moonshine, or, you know, right? <laughs> you know, or, or, or running liquor across the border. You know, back in the you know when it was illegal, so I I don't think it's going to mitigate things for for LSU or any of these schools necessarily. Um, the NCAA was uh, yeah yeah not happy with with Will Wade, but they felt he stalled he stalled them. He felt he he uh, he, he uh, was not forthcoming. As recently as December, they interviewed him. They basically said he lied uh, when oh. when they had some some some, uh, some uh, interviews with him. So I don't think it's going to help LSU at all. The NIL thing, uh, it could change some of these issues in the future, but it's not going to change things for LSU at at this moment. I think we we know, we here in Tennessee absolutely know that lying to the NCAA may be a worse offense than whatever whatever you're lying about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) There's that. Don't, don't lie to the NCAA. Just, just tell them. And, and, you know, it's interesting to, to say the least that he would continue to do so when you knew it was coming. Go figure. Eleven right. alleged violations, eight of those level ones 
In addition to the strong-ass offer, there is one alleging Wade paid hush money to the former fiancé of a former player. <laughs> wow. To the former fiancé of a former player in 2017. To um, Yeah, that's one we didn't know about. We knew about the wiretap, him being called to the wiretap, obviously. That, that was one that, that, that was new to me. And it's like, that, 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 of all the allegations, I guess because you're familiar with so many of them because it's been, it's been going on for such a long time. That was the one that really stood out to me. It's like, wow, you, you paid hush money to somebody who came back for more money, and he's like, now I'm giving you more money. And we're talking about like $9,000 or five, and then she wanted $5,000 more or something like that. You know, the, the amount is immaterial, really. It's exactly what you said. She was trying to blackmail him, and he, he was paying her hush money. That's what it comes down to. And there was also an allegation that they paid money to, a, to someone to influence a recruit out of an account controlled jointly by Wade and his wife, Lauren. And when they asked him about it, according to the NCAA, he's like, oh, you know, my wife handles that stuff. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I think, well, you know, the, the, the question I think a lot of people have is, you know, one, why did LSU put up with this so long? And two, how did Will Wade keep just, you know, pushing it off? And I think, I think you know, we'll probably never hear from him about it, obviously, but I think he, he probably thought, once they got him on the wiretap and they got his text messages, his phone records, he knew they were going to get him eventually. He's just trying to go on as long as, long as he can. And then, uh, but as from LSU's perspective, I, I, I would like to interject this: uh, the former LSU president, F. King Alexander, who was the president when all this stuff came out in 2019, uh, was on the radio here today, and he was saying, uh, you know, people ask, you know, why didn't LSU act earlier? And he said the FBI was not forthcoming with the evidence that they had to LSU; they would not share that with them. And he said we had to have. LSU had to have uh, uh, cause to fire him, and and uh, you know it, it was uh, for what they, he said. What they had at the time was media reports, and, and obviously you, you could hear the wiretap. You say, well, that's enough to fire someone. Yeah, fire someone who wound up in court because they're suing you for for breach of contract, so possibly. So, but once they got everything, you know, the, the notice of allegations about a week ago, and once they got that and sifted through it by Saturday, they were like, we can't go on, and. and uh, He's got to go, even though it's the eve of the NCAA tournament. The eve of the NCAA tournament that Kevin Nickelberry will now coach in, former Hampton and Howard head coach, getting a battlefield promotion for this one. I mean, it's, um, this is a lot for this team to have to deal with, I would think. Um, Scott, getting ready for an NCAA appearance under an interim head coach? It is uh, no question, uh, Mo, and it's uh, it's uh, unfortunately something else you had to deal with in 2019. Yeah, Will, like I said, Will was suspended uh, at the end of the season uh, for the last regular season game against Vanderbilt, um, and then uh, he didn't coach in the SEC tournament. They were one and down against Florida, but then they made it to the Sweet 16, and Tony Benford was their coach at the time. He uh, was made the interim coach. Kevin joined the staff uh, as a full, as a bench coach uh, a couple of years ago. So after that, but. Uh, You've seen this before. Now, obviously, many of the players that have been through this. Darius Days, the senior forward who came back this year after testing the NBA waters, was on that that 2019 team, and so he actually has some experience with this. But it's obviously it's a it's a big issue. You know, LSU, despite all their problems, they're still in the NCAA tournament. Um, might there be a future postseason ban? Yes, but obviously the the sanctions have not taken place yet, so they're allowed to participate and. Um, uh, so there's six seed in the Midwest going to play Iowa State up in Milwaukee on um, on on Friday, and 
you know, is it a huge distraction? I would think so. I also think kids are really resilient, and once they get on the court, maybe it's kind of a kind of a refuge. I, I don't think they're going to go very far in the tournament. I think they can, they can win a game, and then they probably have to play Wisconsin and Milwaukee in the second round. That sounds like a pretty tough assignment. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Kevin Nickelberry. Uh, we met with him yesterday, and I, I tell you what, he had he had a good attitude about it. He said they're just going to try to focus on on the game and try to, I you know, try to. Just, Focus on the team and, and not worry about anything else, and uh, and, and move forward. Uh, another one of the assistant coaches, Bill Armstrong, has also mentioned the allegations. He's also been fired, so they're down. And so he's had to make a couple of promotions, like administrative people, to help coach the team. It's a, it's a crazy situation, but one again, one we've seen before at LSU in recent times. Scott Rabelais, columnist for the Baton Rouge Advocate, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Scott, we're kind of up against a break, but I do want to ask you. How do you get a coach to come into LSU and take this job under these circumstances? It's, that's obviously the big question. One of the big questions going forward, it's difficult uh, because you might not know what the sanctions are, what the penalties are before you'd like to hire a coach. And, you know, schools are already making coaching changes, right? George already hired Mike White and on and on. And big, there's big openings out there already in the SEC. Um, it's going to be difficult. I, I, I tell you, I wouldn't be shocked. I know this sounds on a, on a limb, but John Brady, the former coach, is the radio color commentator for LSU. I wouldn't be shocked if, if uh, I'm not saying this is what they're likely to do, but if uh, if Scott Woodward, who likes to hunt for big names, as we know, in, in coaching searches, uh, is if, if he can't get a big name or a name that he really likes to, to bite, uh, and you know, because of the uncertainty. I could see somebody like John Brady being the interim coach for a year or something like that until they can move forward. Obviously, next year will probably be a terrible year, but I mean, it's, it, it is. It, I don't think anything's off the table. That, but it, yeah, it's going to be going to be hard to, to hire someone unless they know what they're getting into. I think. Scott, thanks so much for taking some time with us, shedding some light on the situation down there in Baton Rouge. We appreciate your time as always. I look forward to talking to you again, but hopefully under better circumstances. <laughs> Maybe so. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. All right, Scott Rabelais, once again, of the Baton Rouge Advocate. When we come back, we will continue talking college hoops. Four other SEC teams will be looking for head coaches, and we'll talk about ESPN's Joe Lunatic, I mean, Lenardi, (laughs) uh, and his comments on Selection Sunday. We'll be back after that. this on Main Street Sports Today. 